0: Welcome to the War on Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron C. Rhodes. This podcast was started to act as a bridge to my War on Book series that discusses how traditional way of life is under scrutiny in the United States of America by the far-left socialist progressive movement. The first book in this series was War on America and was released in 2020. Every episode of this podcast will look into how faith family, freedom, and the American way of life are being affected by the Socialist Progressive Movement spreading through the United States, primarily by using the Democrat Party to do so. The War On podcast will discuss the negative impact to the nation by this far-left movement and, more importantly, propose what we can do to defeat this movement. Before we start our episode, let's hear a word from our sponsor. All right, let's get going with today's podcast. Today we're going to be talking about some of the far-left leaders of the progressive socialist movement. That is the Democratic Party, let's be honest. And how they want to re-educate those that supported Donald J. Trump from 2016 to 2020. And it's uh, very concerning with the tactics they're taking, which is a very... Uh, fascist in nature, even though they claim to be anti-fascist. The things they want to do and the things they are saying are very alarming, let's just say the least. Uh, Those four people are Michelle Obama. Yes, Michelle Obama, that's right. AOC, or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Wajhat Ali, and Catelyn Collins. These four individuals have all made statements that are going to put our First Amendment on the line, the ability for us to go out and voice our support for a candidate and not have to worry about repercussions from anyone because of that. That is the world we're living in now, and that is the point of this podcast, to point these things out, especially from folks who wouldn't think so because they seem to be heroes in the media and... We're going to start with their main one, which is Michelle Obama. I'm going to mention a quote that she said and go off of, off of her statement. And she stated that, Let's remember that tens of millions of people voted for the status quo, even when it meant supporting lies, hate, chaos, and division. We've got a lot of work to do to reach out to those folks in the years ahead and connect with them as to what unites us. Amazing. And first off, the Democrat Party led with chaos and division by taking up the mantra of the resistance. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you I hope you're not declaring amnesia and that you don't remember any of this. That was what they were, the resistance during, during Donald Trump's presidency. The audacity to take a word from her husband for her to come out and to say that Donald Trump supporters were supporting what the Democrat Party actually did in action throughout the country, in the streets, on social media, is um, unbelievable. Unbelievable she would come out and say that. But if you study things that she says, most of her things are unbelievable because they're usually unfounded in facts. And, And most of these things, to finish up what she was talking about, Most things that Michelle Obama and her husband and the Democratic Party, which is the far left, make no mistake about it, did led to hate that further inflamed the lies by her party, i.e. the Russia hoax. Everyone knows the Russia implications against Donald Trump were not true and that they were made up by operatives within the Democrat Party or supporters of Hillary Clinton. And... That got the Stokes, stoked the flames, and there went everything. So her entire statement is just amazing, and you can break it down to exactly what the Democrat Party did through the four years of the Donald Trump presidency. Second, she is the status quo of everything wrong with her party. It's anti-American heritage and anti-america and they're standing in the world don't forget that her husband Barack Obama went on the apology tour for America for all the wrongs we had done throughout history so she is not someone that has ever been proud to be an American until her husband was elected president as stated by herself which if it takes your spouse getting elected to be president of a nation to be proud of the nation you reside in then I think that says a lot about yourself But for her to say this, that is outright blatant lies about Donald Trump supporters being part of the status quo, even when it meant supporting lies, hate, chaos, and division, that was her party. Her party supported lies, hate, caused chaos, and division. They are the status quo. But for her to follow it up and say that the years ahead that these people are going to have to be connected with to see what unites us, and make no mistake about it, what she means by that is what makes those 74 million people that voted for Donald Trump get on their side, or you're in the wrong. Right? The next one is AOC, which of course, she is the United States Congresswoman from New York, and her statement was even worse. She came out and said, is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. If you don't know what sycophants means, it's a person who acts favorably towards someone important in order to gain advantage. Or a person who uses flattery to get what they want, i.e. a politician. (laughs) Yeah, that's her, not uh, the the rest of us around the country that are doing a, a normal job nine to five and just trying to pay the bills. Politicians are the ones that are out living in the world of flattery to get what they want. They use it on us every two to four years, right? But for her to mention that that needed to be documented so who did it can be retaliated against is stunning. That one of the highest ranking members of the far left in our country states that is is incredible. The next one is Wachat Ali. If you don't know this gentleman, he is a, a playwright, lawyer, and Contributing opinion writer for the New York Times. He has also been a contributor for CNN. And uh, what he said is also eye-opening. And he stated, you can't heal or reform the GOP, which is Republican Party, who are now an extremist party. They have to be broken, burned down, and rebuilt. When Biden is in power and rebuilt, When Biden is in power, treat them like the active threats to democracy that they are. If those who committed crimes aren't punished, then they will be more emboldened. Is that not amazing that this man that has a high position, mainly in the media circuits, right, with the New York Times, which, if you're honest with yourself, you know that that's not a legitimate source of fair and balanced reporting anymore. It's it's far left uh, news only. CNN is the same way that this man is coming out and saying that people that supported Donald Trump, which there are 74 million people voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Do not forget that. That those people need to be remembered and need to be treated like the threats to democracy that we are. If that doesn't scare you, then nothing will. And a little bit more background on Mr. Ali. He was the same person who stated in July 2020 on Twitter that, I hope people realize that there are many white Republican voters in this country. If they're given a chance between renting a room in their house to a person of color or burning it down, they will elect to burn the house down. Unbelievable statement, and so offensive in so many ways, implying that if you're a white Republican, that you're racist. And that's what that comes down to. If you're a white Republican, you're racist. And this is part of the the manipulation tour, I'm going to call it, from the far left, that if you don't support their candidates, the far left candidates, and you're white, you're racist, Um, And make no mistake, if if you're black and do it, you're an Uncle Tom. They say it nonstop. Just go ask Larry Elder if you don't believe me. Look at what Kanye West went through when he came out with support for Donald Trump. So, of course, uh, that's his tactic that we need to remember and be treated as active threats to democracy. The last one is Caitlin Collins, who Collins is a CNN White House correspondent. Uh, Some of you may remember her from actively combating the Trump administration for the last four years and making whoever the press secretary's life was there miserable, uh, primarily through deceit. But let's look into what she did. She made a statement saying that White House staff is currently looking for jobs, Employers considering them should know there are consequences for hiring anyone who helped Trump attack American values. Which, we know what that means. The American values to people like Caitlin Collins is that you don't support the far left. That's all that means. True American values that you stand for Faith, freedom, and family, that's not what she's talking about. She's talking about redistribu- redistributing wealth. She's talking about tearing everything down that came before us, including our founding fathers. She's talking about erasing America and Western civilization as we know it. she, she That's what she's talking about, is American values. And it, it's sad that she puts American in front of the values because she should be saying a liberal socialist progressive values because there's nothing American about what she believes in. Now, she has the right to believe in that just like we have the right to believe when we want. But as I have pointed out with these four individuals that they are not in it for everyone to have equal voice. The First Amendment does not apply to everyone in their world only to people that agrees with them. And even then, it's limited. They don't believe in true freedom of speech for everybody, which is unfortunate. She was also known, uh, Miss Collins had some controversy herself in 2018 for the discovery that she tweeted gay slurs at the age of 19. And it's amazing that She now came out and apologized for that. And being a 19-year-old, I believe she should be able to apologize for that. I think that if you're 59 and do something wrong or say something wrong, you should get to apologize for it. Unfortunately, the problem is that she thinks she deserves a second chance from saying gay slurs, tweeting gay slurs. She gets a second chance, but Trump subordinates do not. How hypocritical. I mean, just think about that. She gets a second chance for saying homophobic remarks, yet the people that supported Donald Trump for president should not get a second chance. That's what she's saying, black and white. And I think that um, everybody should be alarmed at that. There is a website, trumpaccountabilityproject.com, that you can check out that Some of these people have started to keep track of those that supported President Donald J. Trump to make sure that they go out and have retribution or prevent those people from being able to provide for themselves or their families the rest of their life just because they supported a political candidate. It's uh, amazing that these four people say the things that they do and get away with it. And not only that, but they're put up on a pedestal to look better than everyone else when they're actively going against what this country believes in. And you got to remember that these progressive socialists believe that with Trump and his supporters, that they're inherently wrong and do not deserve a second chance and should be re-educated just because they don't agree with the policies, right? Or or is that right? Think about this for a minute. Do they really hate President Donald J. Trump? As I can remember when George W. Bush was president, and I remember people saying that he should be impeached. I'm very certain of that. <laughs> oh, and that he, he was similar to Hitler. I remember that too. If you think back, you can remember what George... H.W. Bush was also a target of the media. So what is the connecting things here from these presidents that all had ideals of being prideful in the fact that you're American, in value and faith, family and freedom? Reflecting on that, I saw a tweet from Ben Shapiro that summed it up, and I'm going to end with this today, because you have to remember that all these things are targeted for a particular reason, and I will say that although the presidential election did not work out the way that we wanted to with Joe Biden winning, that the down-ballot races by the wide majority went to the Republican Party because of the annex that these far-leftists have been pulling in this country. And I believe will continue to further alienate the majority of the public. Over 2,000 counties in the United States voted for President Trump Only a little bit over 400 voted for Joe Biden. And that is why we need to protect the Electoral College, because that is our main hump going forward to try to get a Republican into the White House. And going back to Ben Shapiro, I want everyone to remember this until our podcast next week, and he said, they don't hate you because they hate Trump. They hate Trump because they hate you. This will bring us to the end of the episode. Our nation is being overwhelmed by the socialist progressive movement as shown on this podcast. Now is not the time to sit on the sidelines and allow this destructive movement to succeed. We must get active and do our part to ensure faith, family, freedom, in our nation overcomes the bombardment from the socialist progressive movement. The keys are to get active in your community to ensure this ideology does not gain control in your city council or school boards. Vote against all candidates who align with this movement and finally, inform and educate your family and neighbors to this destructive movement. I wanna thank you all for listening to this episode of War On Podcast. And remember, know the challenge, stay informed, and always vote for freedom.